Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR Sports Radio 550. My name is Sal Capaccio. Glad to be here with you on a absolutely picture-perfect well, what is soon to be summer day here in Western New York, we're just a couple of days away from that. That's going to happen over the weekend. We'll be flipping that calendar from spring till summer, but you wouldn't know it out here. It's already summer. It's beautiful. It's green. It's sunny. It's blue skies, and it's the Lacey Ford. That's where I am right now, located on Transit Road in Elma. It is the first for Ford customer appreciation sales event happening today till 5, and then tomorrow from 1030 till 4, again, at the Lacey Ford. It's 3061 transit between clinton and seneca street i'm going to be here today till two you can enjoy free lunch from noon to one free gifts all day and also enter to win darien lake summer concert tickets it's going to be great there are some great deals here and i'm going to talk about those throughout the program but i'm going to bring in jen here who's a marketing manager and uh i don't i think you wear a lot of hats here actually that's one of them yeah, and, and it's glad to, glad to talk to you again by the way and this is a beautiful day to have this no doubt about it tell us a little bit about what's going on out here today well, this is our second customer appreciation event that we've had this year. Uh, we just want to give back a little something to our customers, get some new programs, let some people know what we have going on here. We have great programs, great sales reps, and great customer service as well. And uh, obviously people can come in and they can uh, shop for all different kinds of vehicles, right? Uh, what are we talking? New, used, cars, minivans, everything. Yeah, we have everything new, used. We also have a large selection of certified pre-owned right now that have some incredible deals and, and rates, interest rates as low as 1.9 for 66 months on, on many of those. We're doing some uh, tests with the new technology today. We have all of our uh, vehicles set up, ready to demo. We have a 16 F-150 with the Pro Trailer Backup Assist uh, that customers can come in. We have a trailer all set up to demo that and show people how it works. The perpendicular parking on the uh, on the new escapes and the 17 fusions as well as the sync connect system just showing customers what we have available and also uh, the knowledge that our staff has here about all the new technology in these cars. No doubt about it. You also have a, a veterans and first responders incentive uh, plan going on here as well. Tell us about that. That The veterans and first responders rebates are, are excellent incentives, especially that veterans program is only running now through uh, July 5th and it is eligible for all veterans at this point. They've increased it to 750 just through the, through the holidays to celebrate our vets. Uh, any veteran who was uh, honorably discharged is eligible, uh, only for a limited amount of time, though. And the First Responders Program is another way uh, to give back to those who serve our communities. We have uh, police officers, corrections officers, EMTs, anyone who's actively involved in that field of, of helping our local communities as well. It's going to be amazing. Thank you very much. Come on down. Save on the Customer Appreciation Sales event today. It's Lacey Ford. First for Ford. It's first for you. 3061 Transit between Clinton and Seneca Street. Today till 5. Tomorrow till uh, from 1030 till 4. I'll be here today until 2 p.m. broadcasting live here on WGR. Thank you very much, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again a little bit later, and I know you're going to have a lot of customers to deal with today, so thank you. Thank you. All right, that is Jen. She is the marketing manager here and director at DeLacy Ford, so she's always doing a great job. You can say hi to her. You can say hi to the uh, tremendous sales staff that is on hand to help you out here at DeLacy Ford throughout the day. Let me tell you about today and the, the, the show we're going to have for you, because this is going to be a tremendous show today. This is kind of a potpourri, if you will, of a sports talk Saturday out there, and I'm going to have some uh, really interesting guests coming your way. In fact, I got four guests booked right now, all at all doing different kinds of things, 
talking about different issues. And the first one is going to be my man over in Cleveland, Ryan McNaughton. Now, Ryan and I, we went to Syracuse together. He was, a, he was in broadcasting. He worked in radio and TV for a while. He left. He actually went into politics. But now he works at a university at Kent State, and he's uh, one of the guys up on the totem pole there. But he also is a huge, huge Cleveland sports fan. And I wanted to not get a media guy, per se. So he's not in the media anymore. I wanted to get a fan to talk about what's going on with the state of the Cleveland fan mindset for tomorrow night headed in to Game 7 against the Golden State Warriors. That's what I wanted to get to today with him. So we're going to bring Ryan on at 1130 and just talk about the fan state, the mental state of the Cleveland fan going into tomorrow night. I think it's amazing, and I want to talk about that with you as well. I want to know who you're rooting for. Are you rooting for... Cleveland and LeBron, are you rooting for Golden State, Steph Curry, the Warriors, what they've done? It's interesting being in Buffalo. I think that we can make arguments on both sides simply because we're in Buffalo, right? Because without the, without the, hey, I like this team better than that team, uh, you know, type of narrative, we have in Buffalo really a, I think, you know, such a relationship with the city of Cleveland, that it can go either way for a lot of people. For many years, and even into even into this playoff, I've felt, and I think some people think this is kind of being mean. No, that's all right. I can be mean once in a while. I've felt that, hey, they're Cleveland. We're Buffalo. Neither team has ever won a title. We, I don't want them to win one before us, per se. I don't want them to be celebrating a title, another city, on the lake now, nonetheless, our cousin, essentially, celebrating a title before we ever get a chance to celebrate a title. It's jealousy. That's what it is. It's jealousy. It's always been jealousy for me. But but I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm a big LeBron fan. And with LeBron is, you know, it comes the title. He's already won titles. He has never done it in Cleveland. We know that. And now here he is with a chance to basically... Write, write the history books forever when it comes to Cleveland. I mean, here as a guy that has a chance to do something that no one's ever been able to do in all of their history. We even did a, what, 30 for 30 on Cleveland called Believe Land because of all of the different, you know, heartbreak that that city has had to endure over the years. We know about heartbreak in sports here in Buffalo. There's no doubt about that. And we have lots and lots of you know, things in common with our brothers on the other side of the lake. I've never really wanted Cleveland to win because I just would feel jealous. But I got to tell you, I've, I've, I've shifted the mindset here over the last little while. Watching LeBron do what he does, and particularly watching and listening to the hate that this man gets for some reason. I, I just never understood it. And now, with the way he's playing, with what he's doing right now, it makes me root for him harder. And I will tell you that I'm now to the point where it's not about Cleveland anymore. That would be a nice story. Sure, I will still be jealous. Absolutely. But I think I want this to happen. I'm okay with it. I think I'm okay with either result tomorrow. I can live with either result. The way that uh, this series has gone, the way that LeBron has just taken over and shown that he is truly the best player on the planet and basically doing everything he personally can to get that team and that city their first ever title is 
really remarkable to me. And that's where we are right now. That's where I am right now. That's what I'm thinking about LeBron. That's what I'm thinking about this series. If the Warriors were to win, I would default back to my, well, it's Cleveland. At least they didn't get a title before Buffalo. I'll do that. No doubt. But I think I'm good with Cleveland winning. I'm not necessarily rooting for it because it's Cleveland. I'm not rooting for it because it's LeBron. What I am doing, though, is thinking, you know what? Good for them. If they do it, good for LeBron. He can shut everybody up. I'd love to see that. Uh, let's. Go. Hey, Nate, do we have Ryan on right now? Is he ready to go? He is ready to go. All right, so we're going to bring him on right now. So this is my, my good friend from Syracuse from many years ago, uh, Ryan McNaughton, too many years ago now because we're all getting old. Uh, happy Father's Day. Happy birthday to this guy, by the way, because he's also a new father like me. It's also his birthday. He's celebrating today, believe it or not, and what a birthday present it would be for him for his Cavaliers to win. But Ryan used to be in media, so he's covered it from that angle. He's not in media anymore. He dabbles a little bit. He's part of a university. He educates kids. He's a Cleveland fan, so he's kind of the regular guy out there, and I wanted to get a perspective from a Cleveland sports fan, regular guy type of perspective. So we'll do that right now. Ryan McNaughton joins me here on the AT&T Hotline. What's going on, Ryan? Great. Glad to talk to you as usual, buddy. Sal, that's the first time I've been called regular in quite some time. I really <laughs> appreciate that. that. That's actually the best birthday present that I can receive. Okay, so tell me this. Here we go. Just answer this question. What is the state of mind of the Cleveland sports fan 36 hours before this thing goes? Wow. Um, All of the emotions. How's that? Uh, I would say all of them. Um, You know, uh, 72 hours ago, uh, I I think there was probably some some resignation to the fact that, uh, yeah, this is probably going to end badly. But after the past couple of games... Uh, they suck you right in. And you and I have talked many times, Sal. You know, we know the story. Uh, you know, my parents are born and raised in Buffalo. I was actually just up there two weeks ago for a family function uh, and mm-hmm. talking to my family members about this whole Buffalo Cleveland sports thing. Uh, you're actually you're actually a Sabres fan, too, so my listeners know, right? I am. Yep. I am. So we, we, watched, we watched Game 7 together after the four-overtime Game 6 uh, between uh, Hashik and Brodeur. The next night, or two nights later, you and I watched that together at Syracuse and uh, broke our hearts. I know. I know. 22 years, that's ridiculous. That's I know, crazy. right? But you know as well as I do, as do the, the, the wonderful folks of Western New York, that our teams have a way of just sucking us back in. They do it. You know, damn the history, damn the heartbreak. When, when that possibility, when they just crack the door open long enough and you start thinking, this might happen, they just rope you right back in. So that's where we're at. We're all roped in, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting, uh, it's terrifying, uh, the thought that at some point this week, uh, at now 42 years of age, that I might be able to go to a parade in downtown Cleveland with my 21-month-old son uh, just gives me all of the goosebumps that I can possibly have. So uh, it's it, we're all over the place, if that answers your question. Yeah, you've been on this earth for 42 to 43 years, and you've never witnessed that. Here's your son who's been on this earth for 21 months, and he may just kind of grow up with, oh, yeah, that's a title. Like, we've done that before. That's the amazing part about this. I think that, you know, I talk to Bills fans a lot who are younger, who always, obviously have never even sniffed a playoff appearance, which is amazing. And at least I can refer back to, you know, the Super Bowl years and stuff like that. But the one common ground, we've never seen them win. And I think... Someday, maybe the Sabres could win a Stanley Cup, the Bills could win a Super Bowl, hopefully, and maybe Max, my son, will grow up kind of like Patriots fans, at least maybe not with all the championships, but not knowing anything but being pretty good since they were younger. You know, it's, 
it's funny, and I, I actually shared this with some friends a couple of weeks ago during this playoff run where, uh, you know, my, my parents, born and raised, first ward uh, right there in Buffalo, and uh, when my, my parents moved here in the late 60s uh, to the state of Ohio for work, uh, my father grew up, obviously, Bills, Yankees, uh, all that sort of thing. But when, when he moved, he wanted to assimilate, and he became a Cleveland Indians fan. Uh, now, when I was younger, that made all the sense in the world. The older I got, I started asking, hey, Dad, uh, you had every right to remain a Yankees fan. Uh, why did you give yourself that much torture? And then turn me all that torture growing up as an Indians fan. <laughs> so we saw so we had these conversations. I said, Dad, I said, at what point, at what point will any of these sports teams, even with all the the irrationality that we put into professional sports and the importance in our lives. Uh, you know, even when I was covering sports full-time in Cleveland, I understood it, it's a job, but it's not really a job. Uh, and he said, son, he goes, when you just get that one title, it'll all seem worth it because it'll be sweeter than everybody else you know that roots for other teams, even if they're not from here. It will make it that much sweeter. So here we are. It's it's literally the the second time in my life where one of my teams is literally one win away from a championship. And it's taken uh, you know almost 19 years since Game Seven of the World Series in '97. And and, just, and, and just, that ended on unbelievable heartbreak as well. Oh yeah. Well, that's the other part of this, Sal. Uh, <laughs> not only have my teams lost. They just can't do it in a traditional fashion. They have to do it in the most soul-crushing of manners. So right. when you asked earlier about the, the emotions and all that, there's no doubt in my mind that if the Cavaliers lose, it's going to be a last-second, 92-foot heat hmm. from Steph Curry. Uh, you know, it, it won't be a 20-point blowout. If the loss happens, it'll be one of those that will be shown on a loop throughout the history of Western civilization. Would, would, would you rather have it that way? Would you rather have the blowout, though? I, I'd assume you'd rather, if you're going to lose tomorrow night, you'd rather have the blowout than the heartbreak, right? Well, yeah, because i got to work Monday morning. I'd rather get some <laughs> sleep. Because if, if, the, if the utter soul-crushing type of loss happens, then I'm not going to sleep at all, and I will be absolutely uh, useless at work on Monday. What about winning? Would it matter? I mean, you just want to win. I get it. But is there a better dramatic? Would you rather win a game like that in dramatic fashion or win it going away and savor it for, let's say, a quarter and a half? Uh, I don't care how it happens. I don't <laughs> care if a meteor hits Oracle Arena to cause a Cleveland victory. I just want to win. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't think uh, anybody in this region is going to be terribly picky about how it happens. We just want it to happen. Ryan McNaughton joining me here on the AT&T Hotline. Ryan's a uh, former media member, also a uh, big Cleveland sports fan. He's covered them from a media perspective. He grew up a fan of them, so getting his thoughts about what it's going to be like. What will the reaction in the city overall be like? Can, have, have, has anybody pre prepared for this day? We talk a lot about what it would be if the Bills ever won or the Sabres win or the parade you just referenced. I mean, has anybody ever actually thought about what this is going to be like for this city if they do it? Uh, well, a couple things. One, I think there's a parade around, but there's so much dust collected on those blueprints from the, uh, you know, 1960s <laughs> that, uh, I think, uh, today's civic leaders will have to go back through and, uh, and clean those off. Uh, you know, it's more, it's just all talk right now. You know, it, it, it's those, having those conversations of, 
can you believe what it will? I mean, that, that's really all we've done because we we haven't had at least those people my age and younger, a little older than me and younger. We we don't really have people that we can go to and say, hey, when you were at the last championship parade, tell me what that was like because there just aren't that many people left who actually went. In the what was the last championship exactly? Nineteen sixty-four, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and that was before the merger. That was before the merger. So, of course, it doesn't count, right? If it's not a Super Bowl, it doesn't count. The heck with the fact that the Browns have, what, seven or eight NFL championships. It doesn't count for today's and the, the, NFL. The Bills and the Bills have two AFL championships. They won the last two before the Super Bowls actually began, actually. Yeah, exactly. But as, as you found out, you have those conversations with your people, and they're like, oh, that doesn't count because it's not a Super Bowl. And that's infuriating to me. But but, but, but here's the thing, in, in a way, but you still, I, I, I agree, like, yeah, it does count as a championship, but here's the thing, Ryan, you almost have to win it now because you have to validate what they're saying. Yeah, I, I suppose. I and mean, I can see both ends of the argument, but, like, if you look at the Browns, they have such, I mean, really, they have a rich history. They were They played in a championship game for a decade straight, from the old AAFL uh, mm-hmm. and then the NFL. They played for a championship for 10 straight years under Otto Graham. I don't care what league you're in, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but Yeah, that's why you know, that's but, why I but, put him in one of the greatest players of all time last week when I did a show. Otto was in a championship every year in Cleveland. Yeah, but again, the, the further you get away from that, it, it just it doesn't carry as much weight. But, you know, as far as the conversation of, of planning... Uh, listen, there's a there's a large event coming to downtown Cleveland in August with this Republican convention. Uh, sadly, I think our uh, our safety forces might get a workout uh, tomorrow night as a test run if the Cavs end up winning. I I would hope people are civil. Uh, I know. I, it just I it's too. I know. I agree, buddy. It's it's horrible to think about that they're that what what they could do. But yeah, I mean, what do you do? You do PSAs or something? I mean, what do you do? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I just. I, I would hope that euphoria would win out over angst. I would hope that just people, if they pile in the cars and go downtown, would just hug each other instead of torching each other. Um, so that, that's my hope. We have no idea. Uh, I will tell you this, though. Uh, so I live a little bit outside of Cleveland now, and uh, there's already a buddy of mine here who, who is a co-owner in a real nice kind of bar restaurant. He's a, he told me last night, Sal, he goes, uh, just in case, because I have till Monday morning to cancel it, but I have a really nice bus rented, leather seats, everything. If the Cavs win, we're going to parade in a bus. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and the thing about it is, Ryan, I think there's also, there's got to be a sense of, okay, we know the Cavs are here and they're in this moment, but we also know that down the road, maybe because maybe the Cavs will be back again. Who knows? But certainly the Browns and probably not the Indians anytime soon. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the window, if, if, if Game 7 ends up in heartbreak, there's still a window there for the Cavs. I mean, LeBron mm-hmm. is still playing at a world-class level, but you know he's starting to go in the back nine. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the window's still there. I would tell you, though, you know, the Indians are in first place. That's right. And and the last real sports heartbreak uh, came from the Indians in 07, when they were up 3-1 against the Red Sox in the ALCS, uh, and, and let that one slip through their fingers, because they would have destroyed the Rockies in the World Series. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, but that's a good young team, and they're winning 
without their best player, Michael Brantley. The Browns, who knows, Sal? I mean, good Lord, you cover the NFL on a daily basis. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, the, 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 this Hugh Jackson seems like the real deal. I like that the front office has decided, you know what, stop resetting, blow the whole thing up and start from scratch because that's what previous regimes did not do. So these guys have just blown it up. Uh, so, yeah, three, four years down the road, perhaps. But, uh, you know, right here, right now, uh, it's the Cavs, and, and, you know, the moniker is all in, and, you know, they got us suckered in. We're all in right now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the monitor. That's the moniker here in Buffalo with Rex Ryan this year, too, but no doubt about it, they are all in. What did you think of Believe Land? Uh, you know, it was it, it was well done. I mean, uh, it's it was very it was very brown centric, which which I kind of thought would be. This will always be a football town, no matter what. Uh, I found it interesting that they they barely really covered the decision when LeBron left. And I'm, I'm oh wow, yeah, feeling. right. I mean, they they didn't even touch it, and I I don't know if it was more because ESPN played such a big role in that decision. It was a made-for-TV event, and now they're making this 30 for 30, and they didn't want to have any backlash with that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was some intentionality on why they didn't. But overall, I, I think it gave a, a pretty good picture of uh, you know the pain and suffering and the angst <laughs> that this region has seen. No doubt about it, Ryan McNaughton. All right, I'm going to let you go on this question, buddy. All right, so... I heard this on the way in on ESPN Radio. It's a horrible question, really, but it's a it's it's still a fun question to ask someone like you. If I gave you the choice right now, win the title tomorrow night and LeBron leaves, or lose and LeBron stays, what are you taking? Uh, I will buy my championship T-shirt this week, and I would happily drive Mr. James to Cleveland Hopkins Airport, shake him and shake his hand, pat him on the back, say thank you very much. Uh, bon voyage, good luck to you. Great answer. I love it. I- I'm the same way, man. Just get me that championship. You know what? Because if I have that one, I could hold on to that forever. And thank you for what you've done. And I might be mad that you left or whatever, but thank you for what you've done. You brought exactly what I've never had in my life, and no one can ever, ever take it away from me. If he stays, there's no guarantees. You could still be back well, in the finals again. It's kind of like, and I say this about, and you'll understand because we're both Syracuse guys. You know, Malachi Richardson, I said, man, if they, if they get to the title and win, go ahead to the NBA. I don't care. As it turned out, Final Four, I was cool with that. Hey, man, you did a great job. Go ahead to the NBA. Like, you did, you gave us something that we never expected. Yeah, and oh, look at Carmelo in 03. Right, right. One and done, won a title. Who could begrudge you? You, 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 you brought your, your program to the pinnacle. And, you know, one thing, as far as this topic, there's, there's three words. So, you know, I went back, I got a master's degree uh, in like, counseling education, and the, the phrase that will stick with me for the rest of my life, and I think this is perfect for this conversation, is here and now. Okay, you can't change the past. That's done. The future, you absolutely cannot predict. The only thing that we have any control of is the right here, right now. So, yeah, do, would I hope that LeBron would stick around if they didn't win? Great. But if you give me a championship tomorrow night, Right. That's real. That's immediate. You you can never take that away from the franchise or its city or its citizens. I don't want to do on the if come. Well, maybe maybe in the next three years they'll win. You don't know. You take what is guaranteed in life. Ryan, first of all, happy Father's Day to you, buddy. Uh, it's it's the best thing in life, isn't it? It is the best thing you in too. life. As, as two older first time dads, <laughs> I uh, know. I know we have an appreciation for it. It is there is nothing better, man. 
There's nothing better. And I hope your uh, little one gets to uh, enjoy that first championship tomorrow night. For you, I don't have a rooting interest per se. I'll be jealous if you win it, but I'll feel good for friends like you, man. So good luck to you tomorrow night and enjoy the game and um, have a a lot of your heart medicine nearby, okay? (laughs) Uh, It comes in the form of a tall (laughs) bottle of rum, but uh, I will be into that. And it is also my hope, my friend, that Declan and Max and you and I are somewhere in downtown Buffalo today watching that cup go right by us, wearing our Sabres gear. I, I want nothing more than to, to, to take that three-hour drive and, and to see our Sabres finally do the same thing. Uh, you, you know that's on me that day that that happens. All right, buddy, I'll let you go. Good luck to you tomorrow night. Enjoy it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the time. All right, that is Ryan McNaughton and the AT&T Hotline. And uh, Ryan and I, like I said, we went to school together at Syracuse. He got into broadcasting. He was in broadcasting for a while, left, went into politics. Uh, he's an educator, but he's a big fan of Cleveland. And I wanted a good perspective on a Cleveland sports fan and what it's like and what that city is like, what it's going to be like tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. All right, the U.S. Open's going on at Oakmont. Our Brian Cozio was there this week. I told you, this is a potpourri of sports shows today. I'll have some takes and some opinions and things like that. He's going to come up at 1130. At 12 noon today, local defense attorney Mike D'Amico joins me to talk about the OJ documentary, the trial, what the impact was, long-lasting. And then how about this at 1 o'clock today? For all of you stick-to-sports guys and girls out there, you're going to be mad today. Because at 1 o'clock, I don't care if you're mad. Because i got a great interview coming your way. Judy, Judith Belushi, John Belushi's wife, is going to join me on the air because the Blues Brothers Review is coming to the Riviera Theater, and she's going to tell us all about that and how it's coming about, and we'll get into that with her at 1 o'clock. So a big, big show on tap. Thanks to Ryan McNaughton. We'll take a quick timeout. Brian Colsio on the U.S. Open on the other side. All right, welcome back here to WGR Sports Radio 550 Sports Talk Saturday. Sal Capaccio here live at DeLacy Ford. Come on out, folks. I'm going to be here till 2 o'clock. they got lunch coming from noon till 1 p.m. Got all day. Uh, we have free gifts all day. You can enter to win Darien Lake summer concert tickets here while I'm here. Come on. Got a lot of great deals on cars. It is at 3061 Transit Road between Clinton and Seneca Street. you got to get down here to Lacey Ford. got the WGR Promotions team here as well, and they're giving away a whole bunch of stuff. Real quickly, leaderboard from the U.S. Open. What do we got going on back at the station, Nate? We have a bunch going on. The uh, Currently at the U.S. Open, we have a new leader. His name is Gregory Bordy. He is currently scorching the field. Uh, six under for the round, five wow. under currently. He is ahead of Dustin Johnson by one stroke, who's at four under. He finished his round yesterday, so he won't start his uh, third round until either later tonight or tomorrow. Uh, behind him, uh, kind of a, a pretty short list of people under par here. We've got Sergio Garcia and Daniel Summerhays. Uh, both those guys are uh, two and one under, respectively. Uh, Summerhays actually shot a 65 yesterday. Uh, Gregory Bordy What's... is on pace to uh, to beat that, though, this afternoon. So Bordy? Bordy is his name? Bordy? Bordy is the name, yes. All right, so I want to find out. Let's learn a little bit more about him. Let's bring Brian Cozio on right now. Uh, Brian Cozio on the AT&T hotline. Do we know about this Bordy guy, Brian? Who's this guy? Well, I'll tell you this. He obviously is not a name too familiar to the PGA Tour scene. He's a player that does play a lot on the European Tour. He's a Frenchman. I do recognize, recognize his name from... Ryder Cup standings, just me every once in a while when I check it just to see how, you know, the European standings look. I know that he's usually kind of in the teens in terms of uh, where he stands amongst the Europeans. I know that in terms of his U.S. Open success, he's essentially had none. He's never made a cut before in the couple times that he's played. So 
for him, this is clearly new territory to be leading now to be ahead of Dustin Johnson by one. And yeah, I mean, there's some, there's a couple of guys that are having great second rounds, but I mean, he right now to be six under is pretty tremendous. Let's remember the famous 63 at Oakmont that Johnny Miller had that some people say the greatest round ever mm-hmm. in major championship history. I mean, that's a seven under round for Miller. This guy's at six and he's got a couple holes to play. So we've got to keep an eye on him to see how he finishes up. Bordy, B-O-U-R-D-Y, for the listeners at home who might not know. Behind him, an American Dustin Johnson at two. Sergio tied for third with another American, Piercy, and then Landry's an American. I'm looking at the Americans near the top. It's not uncommon, obviously, for the U.S. Open, but it seems like the Americans are having uh, a good week so far to start this. Yeah, I think so, and I think you've got some top names there. Maybe not the ones that we thought coming in, like, you know, to see Spieth, Day, Rory, I know some of them are having good days, but in terms of just answering your question about the Americans, uh, Bubba Watson's having a pretty good week, yep. and the best one, of course, is Dustin Johnson. Last year, Sal, I know when we spoke about the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay, that kind of different setup, I thought Dustin Johnson was the best player. I know Spieth ended up winning it. Of course, we remember Dustin Johnson helped him a little with some of his putting collapses at the end of the tournament, but I thought he handled the course better than anybody and so far, I think he has two. You know, he's obviously halfway through his round, uh, through the tournament. Some people still finishing up round two, but he's hitting it long. He's staying out of trouble. For him to do what he did yesterday over the course of two rounds, that at one point he had like 23 greens in regulation in a row. I mean, that is just that is phenomenal for a U.S. Open. That is the definition of staying out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, there's not a surprise that he's in contention to win. And he's had that major that, of course, is so elusive to him get away from him a couple of times. And So far, for him being halfway done, I think that he's the guy to beat. Jim Furyk, I look at his, a guy like that. Here's an older guy. He's been around. Is the U.S. Open, Brian, do you think the, the tournament that really gives the best chance for that older crowd, if you will, because it is the tough conditions. They, they've been through it all. They've seen all the different kinds of conditions. Is a guy like Jim Furyk or anybody who's really been around, is maybe this the tournament where they have the best chance to win? I think it does if you are a player with a lot of experience, especially at the course. And I think you mentioned Furyk. I think it's is a huge reason why. Two reasons for Furyk. First of all, he finished one behind Angel Cabrera here in 2007. So he's had past success here. So he obviously has to feel pretty good. Two, he's from Pittsburgh. So he's got the crowd behind him. He has played this course many, 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 many times. So familiarity, definitely. And I think also three, as you said, the U.S. Open setup, it is so stressed in terms of ball placement and even on the green, sometimes you think, oh, if I hit the green, that's a good shot. Not necessarily at the U.S. Open. It's about where are you hitting the green. Not always about attacking the pin. It's about where do I put this shot to set up the next shot. Right. I would think that the, the elder statesmen, in terms of their experience and how well they know their strengths and their weaknesses, that that would set that up for that. And I'm not surprised to see a guy like Furyk be around. Els had a really good start, I know, you know, in his first round. I'm not surprised to see that, that these guys – are hanging in there. I mean, it's the day now, it's the day of age where the longer the better and the younger guys seem to be better. But I think you're right. I think for the, because the U.S. Open setup sometimes uh, is more about placement of the ball, I think you're right. I think it brings more guys into play. Brian Cozio joining us here on the AT&T Hotline, the U.S. Open going on at Oakmont. Sergio, 
arguably, arguably best golfer over the last, you know, 15, 20 years to never win a major. Is this his time? Well, the reason he has not gotten it done for a lot of times has been that his putter has failed him. And he's putting pretty decently this week. He's in the top 25 this week of the tournament in terms of putting stats. So he's got a chance as long as he does that. In terms of ball striking, he is as good as there is over the last, as you said, 15 to 20 years. When you say who just hits the ball where it needs to be and can overpower it too, Garcia is definitely right at the top of that list. So if he's ever going to do it, maybe this is his time to do it. It's, I, I'm curious if people would root for him or not here in the U.S. Right. He's been yeah. a, a U.S. killer in the Ryder Cup. He's an easy guy to go after and, you know, kind of poke fun at because he's had some moments. But I don't know. It, it Has he almost turned into the, uh, the, the, I don't know, lovable loser is not a good description. He's not a loser. He's got an amazing career. But is there a little charm about the fact that maybe he hasn't gotten it done in the major to the point where maybe U.S. golf fans would be pulling for him if he's got a chance to win come Sunday? I'll answer your question, I think, this way, Brian. I don't think any U.S. fan wants to see him win, but if it comes down to like a guy like him and Lee Westwood, they will certainly root for Sergio Garcia. Yeah, Westwood. Westwood. <laughs> He's not a fan group. favorite. No, no doubt of it. You're right. If it's between him and Dustin Johnson, I think you're right. I think that, American fans are going to root for Dustin Johnson. Right, no doubt about it. All right, uh, before I let you go, pick for tomorrow night, man. What do you got, Game 7? Oh, God. I mean, I can't believe that the home court has had such a tremendous impact in these NBA, in these NBA playoffs, but how could how can you go against the snow go against the uh, the snowball that is rolling right now in the Cavs? Know, My right? rooting interest is solely Cleveland. I think LeBron, in terms of his game now of being aggressive and deciding to go to the basket, the Warriors' defense underneath is just not there. So I'm I think I'm going to go Cleveland. I hope it's a tight game. Even though the NBA playoffs have been as interesting as ever, Sal, even in the you know the the rounds leading up to it, there really haven't been that's right close buzzer beater games and i would just hope maybe tomorrow we can get something where hey you know it's tied with a couple possessions to go or a one-point game or something like that because it has been it's really a testament to how good it is there's been blowouts almost every game yet i'm sucked in more than any than, than at any point and i think probably for most of your listeners too how much have we talked about the nba on our station and the games themselves have not even been that close but there's so many interesting storylines i can't wait to watch it tomorrow yeah, I know what you mean, man. We've had great series. We haven't had great games within those series. That's the thing about it. Brian, yep. uh, happy Father's Day to you, and uh, enjoy it with your uh, with your little one out there tomorrow, man. Thank you. I will, and I know uh, you will as well. I know one of the best things that we do is being a dad, so happy Father's Day to everybody out there. It's the best thing in the world. Thanks, Brian. Have yep. a good one. Enjoy the rest of the U.S. Open. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Father's Day. Uh, LeBron is amazing. I think I really, really believe, I believe that we need to start Start at least opening that door of the discussion of him and Michael, especially if he wins. And and I know that it's not fair if he doesn't win. And you, you, it, even if he does, there are there's a segment of the population of sports fans that will say never ever doesn't matter, not on my watch. But if if you boil it down, you're really open minded about it. I I think that it it belongs there, and he belongs there in that discussion, and especially if he wins. But are you rooting for Cleveland? Let's go out to uh, Mary Ellen and Alden. Hi, Mary Ellen. You're on WGR. What's going on? Hi, Sal. Thank you. And happy welcome. Father's Day. Have a great day with Max tomorrow. I will. Thank you very much. Yes. And uh, all the way with the Cavs. You know, the NBA lost me when the Braves left. 
And uh, when you see what's happening in Cleveland this year, it kind of piqued my interest. And when I say that Cleveland and Buffalo are so similar, look at the history. The mistakes on the lake, the smoke on the water, the rust belt, blah, blah, Ernest Biner, Ronnie Harmon. There are neighbors. There are buddies. And, you, you know, my favorite thing about Cleveland Buffalo is when Art Modell did that horrible thing and he took the team and he went to Baltimore who opened up their doors to the dog pound? Yeah. Who opened up their doors to the Cleveland fans? It was the Buffalo Bills and our fan base. I remember there were several games. The dog pound folks came in, in the end zone, beneath the scoreboard. There was their own little mini dog pound. They were embraced. They were welcomed. And, hey, it's Buffalo and Cleveland. Yeah, we're buddies. Yeah, I got you. I got you. No doubt about it. You're right. The Bills did that. They had Cleveland Day at, at the Ralph, I think, more than once and more on one occasion when they were gone for that four- or five-year period I believe. from Cleveland. I, I feel it. I feel it. I understand where you're coming from, uh, Mary Ellen. I, I have uh, – I, I, I'm okay with it. I used to not be okay with it, but I've come around. I, I see it. I'm okay with it, and I, I do love LeBron, so I'm cool with it. Hey, you have a great weekend as well, and enjoy it with your family. Thank you, Sal. All right, that is Mary Ellen and Alden, and you can give a call to 803-0550, 888-550. 2550. All right, we are out here at DeLacy Ford today. It is gorgeous. I mean, I'm outside, by the way, doing the show. I'm outside right now. I get the WGR promotions team. When you come in, the big tennis set up, they're giving stuff away. Then right next to them, right before you go inside the doors here on the side, I'm set up with this table. The sun's beating down on my bald head. It's okay. I'm loving it, having a really good time here. So we're going to stay out here until 2 o'clock doing this show, but they're going to be out here all day today with some great deals and then tomorrow as well. We'll tell you more about that as this show goes on. Coming up at noon, we're going to have Mike D'Amico on. He is a local defense attorney. He has defended in his career people accused of all sorts of things, including homicide. And he's going to tell us about what he thinks about the OJ doc and the trial that happened back then and how it impacts today. But when I come back quickly, I do want to touch on something that, really started blowing up over the last 24 to 48 hours and it's not about gender and it's not about gender roles and let's stop making it about that and i'll tell you when we come back on wgr all right the last 24 hours or so there's been a pretty big debate going on about what uh, aisha curry tweeted from her official twitter account aisha curry by the way is the wife of steph curry and she's very active on social media and that's okay, and she has a right to her opinion and talk about whatever she wants to talk about and say whatever she wants to say. And she made headlines because what she tweeted and said was essentially that the NBA is fixed. And during Game 6, when her husband was getting uh, questionable calls against him or not go his way, she basically said, and I don't remember the tweet offhand. Nate, do you remember exactly what she said? Um, you know, She said whether it's for ratings or something like that. She said, you know, it's obvious the fix is in or something along those lines, correct? Yeah, then she immediately uh, deleted deleted the tweet, so it's tough to go back and document. No, but she basically had called uh, basically what was going on as proof uh, that the the NBA was was rigged. Okay, so here's the thing. So since then, you know, there have been a lot of people who said, you know, obviously this was not a good look and, you know, that – Maybe Steph should, you know, say, "Hey, you know, you know, you, you know, help, help me out here. Not, don't do something like that. That's not a good look for me." And and for some reason, I guess because it's 2016 and we have to do this with every single thing that happens, that gets turned into a, "Well, we can't tell, we can't say, don't do that because that's a man trying to put a woman in her place." No, 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 stop. Let's stop with that. It's not about gender roles. Steph Curry should absolutely ask his wife or say to his wife, "Hey, 
you can do what you want. I love you. I respect you. But, you know, you're putting me in a tough position. Because she is. You know what it's about? It's about respect for your spouse. I would never, ever go public and criticize my wife's employer on social media for something. That's what she did. And I would expect my wife not to do that to me because it puts me in a bad position. And I wouldn't want to put her in that position. And by the way, especially considering we're not talking about the seventh man off a bench. We're talking about the face of the league. We're talking about the spouse, the wife of the face of the league. That's what he is this year. It's not LeBron. Steph was the face of the league this year. Maybe LeBron is overall, usually, and right like at this very moment. But Steph was this year. He's the reigning MVP, the unanimous MVP. He's the guy. He won the title. He's the boyish looks about him. And the guy that, up until throwing his mouthpiece a couple of nights ago, the guy that, you know, is the all-American kid that everyone seems to love and does nothing wrong. And here's his wife basically going out there in a multi-billion dollar industry that already takes enough hits as it is for questions about this stuff, saying, hey, oh yeah, by the way, it's fixed. I mean, she is, by extension of him, speaking for him in a lot of ways. Now, I know she's not really doing that, but a lot of people see, well, if she feels that way, then what's going on? You know, maybe, maybe Steph feels that way. You know, she's connected to this league. Now, she's not a paid employee of the league, but I, there's no, this is not about gender roles. It's not about Steph Curry putting his wife in place or something. I would hope my wife would tell me, don't do that if it happened to me. And I would hope Steph Curry wouldn't do that about his wife and her place of employment. It's about respect, man. That's what that's about. It's about understanding and respecting the position you're putting someone else in that you love, that you shouldn't want to do that. And, yeah, I know Steph Curry can handle it. That's fine. She has every right. She has a constitutional right to tweet what she wants, to say what she wants, to believe what she wants. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. All I'm telling you is I agree with the sentiment that, you know what, she probably shouldn't do that. She can. I don't think she should. And I don't think anybody should. I don't think that... I don't think the the husband of a professional LPGA golfer should come out and criticize his uh, wife's employer. It's just not their it's not their position to do that. It's not their place, whether they're man or woman. That's what it's about to me. So I think Aisha Curry needs to tone it down because I think that this is this is I can't prove this, of course. I wouldn't doubt though if all that stuff surrounding uh, Steph and everything that's going on, if that's a little piece of his brain that's in there that he's thinking about, which is partly why he's struggling. I don't know. I can't prove that. But why would I even give that, plant that seed if I'm someone who loves him and I'm his wife? I just think it's wrong. I don't think she should do that. I know she deleted it, and then she said there was a reason for it. But, yes, she went back and complained about something else. She said she's emotional. That's okay. It's good. It's all good. You're allowed to be emotional. We all are. Steph was. She is. I get emotional about things my wife tells me that go on in her life. She gets emotional about things that go on in my life. You get mad about it. Maybe you want to say something. But you are the wife of the face of the league who, when you say that, it's going to carry a lot of gravity that goes along with it, especially in this day and age that everything, and especially in that league that's been accused of, and oh, by the way, had a referee who was guilty of fixing games. That's what's going to happen. It's not about gender roles. It's about respect. And I don't, I, I would not. I would not do that, and I. But my my bigger issue here is not even even what she did. I think that's wrong. It's that people are making it out to be the reaction of people like me saying she shouldn't do it, making it about gender. It's not about gender. It's about respect. We'll take a time out. Mike D'Amico joining me next. He is a local defense attorney, and he has some thoughts on the OJ, OJ documentary, the trial back uh, twenty years ago, and the impact of it today. And I'm really looking forward to this. 
and what his thoughts are about where we've come from that trial to now and what's happened with our, our legal system and how it's impacted uh, today's world. So we'll take a time out. We'll come back here at the Lacey Ford. 3061 Transit Road. I'm Sal Capaccio. Come on down. Buy a vehicle, lease a vehicle. They got a lot of great deals, and we got lunch coming right now, so I'm going to take a time out and go get something to eat before I come back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 